It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great Friday throughout Central Florida, throughout Apopka, and it's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Got a special show for you today. We're real excited about it. I'm here with Joe Ferraro. And okay. Hey. Joe, we've got another great day of weather here. This so, is Florida. you got to love it. We're on the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue. Joe and I are getting our weekend started off officially just right. Happy Father's Day to all those dads out there. Absolutely. Happy Father's Day. It's a huge weekend, and we're pleased to have a special show for you today. Today we will do another one of our reunion retrospective shows on Blue Darter Sports Central highlighting the 1968 Apopka Blue Darter baseball team. And the short uh, story, which I'll give you in a, uh, here in, a, in you know, a matter of seconds, are some of the reasons why that team is special. But we'll spend the entire hour talking about the legacy of 1968 Blue Darter baseball, uh, what made that team special, and why they are literally truly one of the historic teams in the history of Apopka Blue Darter baseball. And that's saying a lot because uh, the history goes back almost 100 years at this point. And 68 was a great year for music, for a lot of things. It was, I, it was, a, mem- it was a memorable year in America, that, was, that is for sure. I was all of 10 years old. Well, we're pleased to be joined by David Logan. And David was a team leader on that team. He was a three-year starter at Catcher from 1967 through 69. And uh, one of the real key players in uh, building a Popka baseball during that era. And a little bit later, we'll hear recorded interviews from the 1968 uh, team reunion which was taking place recently back in April and we'll hear a recorded interview from Coach Connie McHamrick, from Bob Sherman from Johnny Pumphrey Larry Rose and of course David Logan as well but first of all David thank you for coming over to Porky's today well, Thanks for having me Roger it's a pleasure to be here and uh, some great memories back uh, uh, in my high school years. And first of all let me uh, give a shout out to our friend John Peary who like myself, grew up watching you guys play over at Edwards Field. He did a wonderful spread on the front page of the sports section of the Apopka Chief. Some pictures uh, that I took from your actual reunion, and of course a great picture from, of Coach Hamrick from the yearbook back back in the day, if you will. Now, I don't think I've had my picture in the Apopka Chief since 1968. Wow. <laughs> well, well, thank you to John Perry, because he's the one that uh, made all that happen. Um, as he normally does, the great work that he normally does. Now, and in fact, uh, we, you know, John Regetsi can't be here today. We invited him, and um, you know, but he'll certainly he'll uh, look forward to hearing all about it. Um, now, just to set the stage a little bit, I'd like to share some of the reasons this team is so special. And I'll start going back to 1965, which was the year before Coach Connie McHamrick came to Apopka as the coach. And I guess in 65, you were in about, what, 8th or ninth grade. Is that right? That's right, yeah. And um, I went to a game at Edwards Field with my father. Of course, I you know, grew up watching all the all the sports at a pop game. I believe this was my very first baseball game I ever attended. I was in the second grade. And 
of course, I was used to the kind of excellence that we have today even in the program. A basketball team had just won the state championship a couple years earlier. Football team a couple years earlier had been one of the top teams in the country. We had great players like George Kevern and um, Dan Goolsby and Billy Griffin and many others I'm not mentioning. And so, so I associated going to an Apopka High School athletic event as watching an outstanding team, state elite team. Well, what I saw out there was uh, certainly not what I had been seeing. It was uh, we were losing to a team in red uniforms by something like 19 to nothing or 19 to one. Uh, our uniforms were raggedy. Our guys were dragging around. I mean, I, it just it was it was literally a shock that's clear in my mind to this day because that's not the image I associated with a Popka Blue Order baseball. Now, um, go cut to 1966. The next year. You know, and my father, who Roger Williams, who was the principal, you know, decided he didn't want any more of that for a Popka baseball, and really made a conscious decision to build a program and into something a Popka could be proud of, like, like all the other sports. And uh, what you know, the, the linchpin of that was hiring Coach Connie McHamrick, who was uh, uh, his first job out of college from North Carolina, and he came in in 1966 and really started the process of, of turning that team around and and uh, building a foundation that that remains e- even today in a Popka baseball. And, and David, can you talk about um, you know just just those early years? And I mean, it, you were in ninth grade, I guess, in 1966. Um, but you remember Coach Hamrick's first year uh, at a Popkin '66, and of course, you were the starting catcher in 1967 as a sophomore. Uh, yes, um, uh, it really goes back before that, uh, 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 back to the seventh grade when we uh, came to the to the Popka High School building. Uh, we I had got a transistor radio for Christmas one year. And it was like changed my life. I could listen to the basketball team play in the state tournament under Coach Joe Sterling, and it was just quality. It was just, you know, the basketball team was going to win the state championship, and not just one year, but pretty much was in the contention every year. And before that, uh, when I was in elementary school, we had uh, the City League, uh, which was, uh, uh, we didn't have Little League, but uh, it, it was in Kitland uh, Park, and we had a little uh, diamond there the city had had uh, constructed, and uh, all the guys were going out for baseball, so, so we did it from like uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, and uh, so we were just ragtag bunch of bunch of players, and uh and later on, we went over to Edwards Field and played Little League over um, on Edwards Field. But when Coach Hamrick uh, got here, uh, it was just a complete change. There was discipline. There was uh, long hours of practicing basics. And uh, he taught us, uh, you know, what to do in what situation and went through so much. Just gave us 110%. And uh, we had confidence. So as a result of the Coach Hamrick's uh, coaching, uh, we played with confidence, and we, we just couldn't wait to get out there and, and beat somebody else today. You know, uh, we knew that uh, we were going to be in contention in all the games that we played. Yeah, it's really fascinating for me to watch, especially as a youngster, and uh, it's fascinating to talk to you guys that were part of it because, you know, it's, it, it was looking back on it, it was really kind of a unique experience because here I am six, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. I had seen, you know, the, the pits of it, if you will, and I, it was like watching a, a, a flower bloom, literally. I mean, to see Coach Hamrick take the job in 66. Of course, he had a massive rebuilding job. We didn't even have official Little League back, back in those days, you know. And, um, you know, fortunately, you guys got started playing in the Recreational League, which was, you know, uh, you know great. Um, but in that very first year, 
yeah, we we won maybe three games, but that was huge. <laughs> I mean, three games was, was a lot of games for a Popka to win in baseball back in that year. But even more importantly, the year before, we'd been getting blown out every game, getting run-ruled almost every game, you know, losing by 20 runs. Wow. You know, um, you, you losing uh, 18 to 2, stuff like that. So anyway, every game was competitive. We, you know, you could you could see the, the you know, like a cult getting up on it, its legs. You know, the the team uh, playing fundamentally sound, winning some games, being competitive in every game, and um, and then of course in '67 it really began to flourish. And '68 you set a school record for wins with an 18 and five season, won the Orange Belt Conference, which is a very tough baseball conference back in those days, and um, you know had, had a lot of other other accomplishments just as well. Well, you know, I can't really speak uh, for, for the days in history. Uh, you know, back before us, uh, they may have there may have been some good Apopka teams, that, but it's lost kind of in history, or at least in my mind, that we're not aware of you know what transpired in the early days. And I'm sure uh, there were some good baseball players in Apopka uh, way before us. But uh, I, I guess as an old timer, uh, now that uh, we're part of. Rick- recorded history with newspapers and documentation and all that uh i'll you know we'll, we'll take it um but um it was an exciting time for us and um, a lot of great memories of and more importantly it taught us you know how to uh, a- apply what we learned to our lives uh you know work hard uh be success uh and get and you know every member of that team owes it and, and respects Coach Hamrick for giving that to us and uh, uh, coaching us in those early days and being a model off the field of how to live your life and, and uh, you know, how to be serious, how to be competitive in, in life. And one of the great things about that is true here 50 years later, you guys, many of you guys, most of you guys are still friends and, and you still um, love getting together and, and you just had your 50th reunion, which was a wonderful event. And, um, you know, I think that speaks to the kind of camaraderie and, and teamwork that you guys had. Yeah, we did. We did. We weren't all on the same uh, level. We weren't all we weren't exactly all friends. Some of us, you know, had some differences. But when it came to the baseball field, we had each other's back. We'd give, you know, everything for anybody on the team. And, and that's that's the way we played. Yeah, wonderful team chemistry. And I'd like to I've even learned about that uh, in recent years at the reunion as you get to know these guys better and i hear some of the more specific memories and we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show uh every single guy brought something different to the team and of course i do want to mention i don't want to neglect the 1969 guys either because um you know coach hamrick unfortunately due to life circumstances had to return to north carolina after the 68 year coach bill scott who was a assistant football coach, uh, took took over the team in 69, and it re- you guys repeated as Orange Belt Conference champions, and, and that's when you had a phenomenal senior class with you, the catcher, the phenomenal outstanding pitchers, Bob Sherman and Don Kilpatrick, and, and, a couple, and some other guys. Well, I think I've been guilty of leaving Coach Scott out in my praise because he held us together, and he's, he's passed away now, but we, we all love Coach Scott, and not... Uh, not only uh, in, in baseball, but uh, we loved him in football before he became the baseball coach. And he held us together, and we had a very successful year in 69 as well. And what repeated as Orange Belt Conference champions, which was huge. And, um, yeah, I, and I do want to mention one more thing, talking about the legacy of Coach Connie McCamrick, specifically as coach, and your 1968 team specifically as well, and, and the group of guys during that era, all of them, from 66 all, all the way through Coach Connie Mack's era. 
um, is you know as I've, I've described you know the the, tr- the condition of a popka high baseball in graphic terms you know when uh, coach Hamrick got the job um, you know losing games by 20 runs virtually every game won one he says they won one game I, I don't even remember <laughs> popka winning a game in the year before he took over but my point is from the time that coach Hamrick came in laid that foundation with you guys getting the work done out on the field and making it happen establishing a, a new record for wins 18 and 5 record in 1968 his third year winning the orange belt conference defeating bishop moore who was defending state champions all those things from that time forward apopka's only had four under 500 baseball teams since Amazing. that time Amazing. so you coach hamrick starting with coach hamrick and his leadership you guys that made it happen initially um have established a legacy for a Popka High baseball that's, that's remained for literally half a century. Well, the Orange Belt Conference was very competitive, and we really respected uh, the teams in Leesburg and uh, over at Lyman and DeLand and, and at Lakeview. And we knew when we played those teams, we had our work cut out for us, and, uh, and really uh, true. Uh, Coach Buddy Lowe up at uh, Leesburg uh, later on uh, became a close friend of mine, and and he just uh, you know had respect for us as, as well as we did for them. He's a truly legendary figure in high school baseball. In fact, and, his name is on the stadium. And and uh, now. and the players that we played against. Now they probably don't realize it, but you know I can remember a lot of the players. Uh, Leesburg Sam Rixey was a catcher, was just an excellent player, and uh, a number that uh, had some home run here. Some Gary Samanchik when he came. Popkin hit one out of the park his first time up. You know, he, they they were very competitive, very uh, good baseball team. And, and that's one of the, once again, one of the great things and why my memories are so fresh. It was just, you guys just a fun team to watch, and it was an outstanding. Once we got up to that high level, um, you know, we weren't dominating anybody because it was the, com- the level of competition was very, very high. And another thing I think is kind of neat looking back on it, it was every town, the teams we were playing were, like you say, the Leesburgs, the Delands, Winter Garden. Uh, you know, ha- ha- each town had their own team. They had very nice stadiums, um, and it was just a- an excellent experience to go to those, those games. And I've got vivid memories of many of them, and we'll share some of those when we come back from our first break. Well, friends, you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We're highlighting the historic 1968 Apopka Blue Darter baseball team on our program today. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're pleased to be joined at Porky's by, with, by David Logan, who was an instrumental figure in the history of Apopka High Baseball. He was a three-year starter at Catcher on the historic 1968 uh, Popka Blue Darter teams. He started from 67, 68, and 69. Of course, he handled that outstanding pitching staff of Bob Sherman, Don Kilpatrick, also Larry Rose was the third pitcher during that era, uh, which is really, you know, Bob Sherman you know, is, is you know, <laughs> one of the all-time great athletes at Apopka High School, certainly pitchers. Kilpatrick was another outstanding pitcher, and that pitching staff was really the hallmark of, of that team, of course, along with the great defense um, and also your excellent direction and handling of the pitchers as the catcher. In a moment, we're going to go and hear some interviews that I was able to get with these guys uh, at their reunion, which took place, their 50th reunion, which happened in April. 
and uh, you know, David, I want to you know the the, the I love doing shows like this. The, the biggest risk, my biggest fear, is that we don't you know we leave out somebody or we don't talk about people that um, you know that we want to talk about. Which of course that's kind of impossible <laughs> to talk about every single person. But I do want to mention some and talk about some specific players and key players. And of course, as I said, it starts with the, the pitching staff: Bob Sherman, Don Kilpatrick you as the catcher can you talk about just how that all began to take shape and evolve I guess going back to your sophomore seasons in 67 well again it started uh you know back in the in the city league because Bob Sherman was right there pitching uh, we had uh you know the, the the group that group of uh, guys on the 68 team I'd say uh, a good percentage of them played originally back in the city league but but then uh uh, Sherman was deve- was pitching right from the beginning uh, in the city league. I was catching right from the beginning all those all those years as a catcher. Uh, and Don uh, Kilpatrick uh, um, came to Apopka a little bit later. I re- don't remember what year he came, but he was such a compliment to Bob Sherman's fastball. Two contra- vastly contrasting styles. Yeah, and and you, you mix them up and you and you keep the other teams uh, you know off balance and. Uh, that duo, along with uh, Larry Rose, between the three of those, uh, and the defense, we had great defense. We had uh, uh, just uh, uh, worked hours and hours on defense. Most of what we worked on in practice every day was defense and situation play. And, of course, we'll go to those interviews in, in just a moment. I do want to mention it was obviously always a big thrill for me to see Bob Sherman he was one of my all-time heroes for the Blue Darters. Of course, he was the three-year starter at quarterback in football as well and uh, played baseball, no telling how many letters he, he, he racked up during the course of his career. But it, one of the highlights of the reunion was seeing Don Kilpatrick because, as I understand it, he has not been back to Apopka uh, probably pretty much since high school. Is that correct? And well, talking about how, what you did to, to lure him back down here. Well, part, part of the... Uh, 50-year reunion was getting in contact with everybody, and a lot of the guys, we maintained contact over the years. We, In fact, we got together uh, at 30-year, the 30-year mark, and had a reunion uh, up in Mount Dora uh, back then, and we even talked about, well, we'll have to do this again, and uh, so when 50-year came, uh, came up, uh, uh, we decided to do it, but Getting a hold of Don Kilpatrick uh, was was tough. He lives out in the Panama City area, Navarre, and uh, was finally able to get a hold of him. And as soon as as soon as he heard what we were doing, he said, "I'll be there." And uh, you know, it's a tribute to Coach Hamrick's uh, pull. When when the guys hear that Coach Hamrick's going to be there, they'll be there. And uh, so it it was a just a joy to get the guys. It was all about recommunicating with each other. There was no formal programs. We were just getting together for dinner. Uh, Coach Hamrick said a few words. A couple others said a few words, and the rest of the time was just re- reuniting, uh, you know, the fellowship of the guys. And so we'll go to those interviews in just a moment. Before we do, I want to share with our listeners who you'll be hearing. Of course, you'll hear from David Logan. Um, you'll also hear from Coach Connie Mac Hamrick, and he'll describe in his own words the experience of turning a pocket baseball around and building a foundation that's lasted for 50 years into the future. We'll hear from the great pitcher and quarterback Bob Sherman, and we'll also hear from Larry Rose, who was an instrumental player on the 68 team in a variety of ways. He was a leading hitter in 68. He was the leading hitter. I think he hit 320, 325. 
he was that third pitcher that you talk about, yeah. and he was also the starting right fielder. So his, um, and I'm sure he was a, his leadership helped to really usher in that that transition. And we'll hear from Johnny Pumphrey, and I'll share some memories of Johnny Pumphrey when we come back from the interviews. But uh, he was one of those guys that really added a lot of grit uh, to the team. But so right now, let's go ahead and we'll go to the interviews from the. 1968 Apopka Blue Runner baseball team 50-year reunion, which took place in April. David Logan, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why you organized the 50th anniversary of the 1968 Apopka Blue baseball team? Uh, yeah, we uh, had uh, a, a bunch of guys in Apopka who grew up in the City League, uh, played in the park at Kitland uh, Field, which was just a little, uh, real small, uh, unofficial City League uh, team, and we used to really be a ragtag bunch of guys. We, we wanted to, to learn to play baseball, uh, uh, but we, you know, we didn't have much opportunity. Uh, later on, we uh, graduated, went over to Edwards Field, and we played Little League. So a lot of those players that have memories are they are here tonight uh, Gary Charlton uh, Buck Caldwell couldn't come he pitched in uh, the little league uh, so really that city league gave us an opportunity to start out real early and and to uh, you know learn learn some of the fundamentals uh, but it wasn't really until uh, uh, 67 66 67 when coach Hamrick uh, came to uh, uh, Popka high school and uh, started organizing the team and coaching us and really uh, uh, got us together and uh, taught us fundamentals, uh, d- defense, and uh, we had a great pitching team. And uh, so, you know, we had a good team. I mean, we just developed in, in 1968. We won the conference championship, uh, went to the division playoffs. Uh, I think we were 18 and 5. And uh, we were just a tight knit uh, group of group, group of guys who uh, uh, were taught well. And uh, so, uh, all the credit to Coach Hamrick that uh, uh, we had 40 something uh, people here uh, when they heard Coach Hamrick was coming down from North Carolina for our 50th uh, uh, reunion. Uh, actually, 50 years ago tonight, we were probably playing baseball because this is April, and uh, this is the tail end of our season 50 years ago. So uh, we have. A lot of people here honored Coach Hamrick. We feel uh, he's part of our lives. We learned uh, uh, life lessons on the baseball field, so uh, it was a great night. And Coach Hamrick, can you talk about you were a young coach? I guess that was your first head coaching job, and you, you took a team that literally, I guess, had won no games the year before you were here, and um, within three years, your third year, set a school record for wins with 18 and five, as David said, had an outstanding team, one of the best teams in the state. What are some of your uh, best recollections and memories of that 1968 team specifically? Well, the first thing that I we started with, I, I showed him my baseball. I said, "This is a baseball. We're going to catch this baseball, and we're going to hit this baseball." And then we went from there. I knew the younger guys that were coming up were very good, and we had enough seniors uh, to help us also. And it was just uh, when when you have pitchers like we had. And we had good defense. We didn't really hit that much. I cannot recall over-the-fence home run all year. But if we scored three runs, we were going to win the game. And uh, I'm just proud of these guys for working real hard because the year before I started the program, 
They'd won one game, I think, the year before, one in 20 or something. So I'm just lucky to have a group of dedicated young men. And I see that they took some of the things we were trying to teach and still have it because most of them are still successful as uh, people today. So I'm real proud of them. Now, can you think back to that first year, the spring of 1966? Because, as you said, and when, you know, as I remember, yeah, Popka Baseball was in the shambles at that point. And what were some of the things, who were some of the guys, when you saw the raw material, which of course there wasn't a, a whole lot, but what are some of your recollections that very first year? And, and um, you know, what were some of the things you knew you had to do or saw you had to do to, to start to build, build things and, and turn, the, turn it around and start some positive momentum? Well, we, we had about four guys that I thought really had a lot of talent. But then I looked down the road and saw Dave Logan, Bob Sherman, Johnny Pumphrey, Don Kilpatrick. I knew I'd have them the next year, and I knew if we just played strong, fundamental ball that year, we'd lose some games. But I felt very good when we got them, we could compete with anybody. And we did. Uh, and now, uh, let's go back to David Logan. And David, can you talk about you know, some of your, uh, your best memories of you know, either 68 or even 67 and 68? Well, I have to say, one of my best memories uh, is uh, we uh, uh, is the Bishop Moore game uh, where they had won the state championship the year before, and uh, we played them. I believe it was up in Leesburg, and uh, it was a tight tight game, and they were expected to just roll all over us. But it was a tight game, and uh, uh, we uh, managed to come out of like a run ahead at the end of the game. We beat them, knocked off the previous state champions, and to come out of nowhere and, and to do that, uh, you know, we started to gel and uh, really think that that game was a turning point for us where we realized we could pretty much play with anybody. Of course, you had two great pitchers during that era. They were sophomore pitchers in 67, Bob Sherman, Bobby Sherman, and Don Kilpatrick. They're both here tonight. Of course, in six, yeah, also Larry Rose pitched in and pitched two and played outfield. Now we've got Johnny Pumphrey and Larry Rose here. Larry, uh, can you share you know, some of your memories uh, maybe of you know, when Coach Hamrick showed up and from that year uh, in 66, the early years, from that year uh, in 66, the early years, 66 and 67? Yeah, I can share a couple of memories. I was on that 66 team, and we were pathetic. We competed, but we weren't any good. We just, but we were doing the fundamentals, and we, we knew who was coming up just like Coach did, and we said if we can get a Popka baseball excited, we got some good years ahead of us. And um, fast forward to 68, 67 was a mediocre year. I think we may have played 500 ball. But in 68, we had Bobby Sherman and Don Kilpatrick as pitchers. And Coach came to me and said, we need a thrower for the non-important games. You're it. I said, well, gee, thanks for the vote of confidence. But then this team from St. Cloud comes in, and they got their state championship jackets on, even though they were Class B and we were Class A. They were, they were all prissy and so forth. And I managed to throw a two-hitter against them. That's really the the, the the height of my career. That was a Saturday afternoon game at Edwards Field, and I was there, and I remember it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's my memory on that. And then I remember uh, playing Bishop Moore up there at Leesburg, 
because I happened to hit a triple down the right field line, came around hot-dogging and sliding in the third, and Coach said, I gave you the stand-up sign. I said, I know it, but I was tired. <laughs> no, I have, I have to uh, chip in here. The, we didn't have a lot of hitting, but the guy who had the highest batting average on the 68 team was Larry Rose. He's a good hitter. Welcome back live now from Porky's, the front porch of Porky's, and we're here with David Logan live. And David, that was a pretty. Uh, that was, Joe, what'd you think about that? You're, Joe's learning about the '68 uh, Popka Blue Daughter baseball team for the first time. You know, it's surprising. I, they were pathetic in '66. I love that line. <laughs> Larry, Larry was a bit self-defacing. Uh, you know, he uh, uh, should have been called the the Blue Vacuums. Well, Larry was a top player on the team. And, uh, you know, Larry uh, Rose, of course, we heard from, uh, you know, we yeah. talked about Larry Rose. And when we, we're going to go to break in a minute. And when we come back, we'll hear from Johnny Pumphrey um, and his, some of his recollections. So let's go, we'll go ahead and take that break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the 1968 Apopka Blue Garter baseball team, their legacy, uh, the outstanding season they had, record-setting season 1968, and here's some interviews from those guys as well. So please stay with us. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Frith Williams. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Here with Joe Ferraro and David Logan. We're getting our weekend started off just right. We're starting it off on the front porch at Porky's. And before we go further, as we continue to talk about the history and legacy of the 1968 Apopka Blue Darter baseball team, the record-setting Apopka Blue Darter baseball team, the foundation-building Apopka Blue Darter baseball team, I want to give a big shout-out to our sponsors, starting with Steve at Porky's. And, you know, Joe, I can't think of a better place to do these wonderful retrospective shows uh, and the shows like we did with the modern-day Wolf Lake exactly. Middle School basketball team two weeks ago. Exactly. right here on the front porch at Porky's. You know, Porky's, it's central, centrally located right in the heart of Apopka, and this is where you should do it. It's a down-home, authentic, genuine atmosphere. And, and the food's outstanding. want to give a big to Steve White for all that he does to help and support us. And, of course, Florida Door Solutions. Florida Door Solutions, the original sponsor on 1520 WBZW. Their support makes programs like this possible. And I want to recognize, of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and Burn Fat Orlando as well. And I want to recognize a couple of brand-new sponsors that will be helping us uh, help and support the Blue Daughter football broadcast in the fall. Thank you. Baptiste Orthodontics, which will be opening a brand new Apopka location very soon. You'll be hearing more about that on 1520 WBCW and Rosati's Pizza, located in the Hunt Club Plaza. Now, we'll go back to David Logan. We've got some more interviews. And before we go to the interviews, Dave, I want to, again, make sure that we talk about the you know, some of the guys that weren't at the reunion. And I, I think I'd like to start with the starting lineup for the 1968 team and of course you were the catcher you were a junior catcher it started as a sophomore uh, Ronnie Prouty was the first baseman Johnny Pumphrey who we'll hear from in a few minutes was the second baseman there's a story there that coach Connie McHamrick told um, of course Don Sherman Bob Sherman and John Kilpatrick the starting pitchers also played shortstop yep so which uh, which was a great you know another key role so they, they when they weren't pitching they were playing shortstop alternatively Dewey Tromley, the late Dewey Tromley, was the third baseman. Center fielder was the late Kirk Lewis, was the center fielder. Grew up right next door to him. Clyde McCoy, 
was the left fielder, also a starting running back in football. And of course, Larry Rose, who we've heard from, was the right fielder and the third pitcher. And would you like to talk about a couple of those guys? I do want to mention Everett Milam was an instrumental part of that team, you know, as, as a role player and utility player. And his father and his family were just, uh, you know, there were no bigger Apopka Blue Water boosters and supporters than the, the Milam the, the family. Dan, Dan Milam and, and, and Everett, yes. Uh, Everett wasn't able to make the reunion. Uh, he expressed his regret, but he was an integral part of that team and uh, was, a, was a team leader. Also, Alvaro Villarreal uh, was uh, not a starter, but uh, he was important. He helped us uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and uh, so, Alvaro Villarreal. And, and, and for those who are wondering, he, you know, he's a, I learned at the reunion, he's a successful businessman down in Osceola County now, and he attended the reunion. Yes, he did. Uh, it, he was another one that I had a hard time getting to finding, uh, but once he heard that what we were doing, he was there. So, and, of uh, course, uh, Everett Milam uh, communicates with us during the football broadcast. We get a lot of messages uh, via Facebook from Everett during our football broadcast checking in. Yeah. And, of course, his father, you know, Dan, among many things he did to support Apocalypse Blue Daughter Athletics, he w- ran the chain gang at the football games for about 30 years. Uh, just saying one thing uh, about our defense, uh, I'd have to say I'd have to pick out Kurt Lewis in center field who was just covered. I mean, you know, I, I have these uh, pictures of – uh, uh, Mickey Mantle and uh, Chet Lemon, and uh, on a high school level, I have to say, Kurt Lewis covered center field, and uh, of course Clyde was in the left the same the same way, and Larry played right. Um, so yeah, you uh, had two really really fast guys, uh, Kirk Lewis in center and, and Clyde McCoy over in left. Yeah, so our, we had really tough out outfield, and uh, they hit the cutoff men. They had been through situation plays th- so much in practice, they knew knew what to do. I thought that when uh, our senior year in 69 that uh, we were just out of luck. But along comes Bobby Lust to play center field, and he was a gazelle. He was just like Kirk Lewis. He, he just covered it. He covered center field. So Bobby Lust, shout out to Bobby. Um, he was at the reunion. It was good to see him. I haven't seen him uh, since the 30-year reunion. Of course, so. he was kind of better known in those days as, as a point guard on the basketball That's team. That's right. But he was so so quick on the basketball uh, as a, a field, a, a court as a, as a guard. Um, but I just didn't expect him uh, to be as good as he was in center field. And we'll go to the interviews in just a moment. But as we talk about, one of the things I'm learning as I learn more was the kind of team chemistry and teamwork, spirit of teamwork, which was, of course, instrumental, I think, in your success. And as I was just, you know, a guy like Everett Milam, who wasn't a starter, who's a utility player, but probably had the best attitude on the team, or one of the best attitudes on the team. Yeah, he was a leader, motivation-wise. And, and even the the variety, like I talked about, Clyde McCoy was a starting running back in football. You were a starting three-year starter in football at both end and and fullback, running back. Um, but but then you've got a guy like Bob Sherman who was literally a superstar in all respects, um, you know, in other sports other than baseball as well. And he was a big part of the team, but Kirk Lewis was kind of a little bit different. Kirk Lewis did play basketball, but he was a more a second teamer in basketball. But, but here on the baseball team, here he was playing a huge role. So you've got all kinds of different guys with different backgrounds. Well, with different aptitudes, too. I mean, I, I played basketball, but I couldn't, like, run and bounce the ball at the same time. <laughs> but, but baseball, you know, I could, I could, I could be a catcher. And uh, Tim Robinson will remember me play because he, he would be coming this way, and I'd be going down the court, and he would go with the ball the other way. So 
uh, I'm not known for for basketball at all. So, but um, I, but it, uh, baseball was more my aptitude. And let's go. We'll go to these interviews in just a moment. Before we do, I would want to reset. If you're just joining us, we're highlighting the historic 1968 Apopka Blue Garter baseball team on Blue Garter Sports Central today. David Logan is here with us live at Porky's. Some of the reasons the 68 team is special is that just a couple of years before um, them, Apopka was at the in the pits in baseball. They won one game. Uh, in, uh, a few years before, Coach Connie Mac Hack, Connie McCamrick took over the team in. Six and by '68, Apopka had a school record in wins. They went 18 and five. Along the way, they defeated Bishop Moore, who was the defending state champion, and they won the very tough Orange Belt Conference in 1968. And most importantly, they laid a foundation for excellence in baseball in Apopka for the next 50 years. Now, I do want to once again thank John Perry. Um, because he did a wonderful coverage of our program today and of their reunion in today's Apopka Chief with some outstanding pictures of guys and Coach Connie McCamrick. Now let's go to uh, the interviews. We'll go back to Coach Connie McCamrick uh, and uh, Johnny Pumphrey and David Logan on interviews that we uh, conducted at the 50th year reunion in April. And uh, Johnny Pumphrey is here as well. And, you know, one of the, you know, Coach... Hamrick shared a memory of Johnny Pumphrey over at Lakeview, and I've got one myself. You know, one of the things that characterized your teams was, of course, the great pitching, the great defense, um, being able to scratch out runs, do whatever, whenever you needed a run to win a close game, and and pretty much doing whatever it takes to win. And uh, over at Lakeview, uh, it, which would even include maybe running over the catcher in a close game at Lakeview, or or, or, let, or let me say att- attempting to run over the catcher, and that was Johnny Pumphrey. Who did that? Johnny, tell us about that uh, game over at Lakeview. I didn't wake up for two days. <laughs> now, Jan Gallon wound up Mr. Linebacker at the University of Florida, and I hit him as hard as I could. He just looked at me and laughed. But, uh, we, we, we had the best team there was, mainly because we had the coach that taught us fundamentals, told us to never quit, and all of us guys grew up together, and you mess with one, you mess with us all. We're all a team. We still are. And uh, David, uh, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, well, we were just a scrappy team, and I, you know, one of the scrappiest uh, players that we had on our team was Johnny Pumphrey. Uh, he was just uh, wouldn't wouldn't give up, and he was always back at you, back in your face. You know, he was a scrappy, uh, one of the best athletes that we had. Hey, Coach Hamrick, anything else you'd like to share? Well, I'd just like to say something about Johnny Pumphrey. The year before he came up, we had Ron Prouty, who started at second base and did real good. And here come Johnny. They were competing for the job. And he absolutely wouldn't take no for an answer. He kept kept going, going, and going. And finally, I said, you're our second baseman. We moved Ron Prouty to first base, and he took Larry Rose's place at first, moved to right field, and it helped us outfield defense, second base defense, and first base defense, but it was his 
battling to move Ron Prouty, or we wouldn't have made any of those changes. But he would not take no. He was going to start one way or the other, and that's the evidence of when he tried to run over that catcher too. You know. Great insights. Same thing on the ba- on the basketball court. Johnny Pumphrey was the scrappiest player out there. Well, I would just like to add. When I left here, I became the basketball coach at East Brunswick High School. I took Joe Sterling's playbook with me, and at the end of four years, we won the state championship based on his total offensive schemes and his defensive uh, techniques. And I'm thankful to, I was privileged to serve under Roger Williams, the principal, and Joe Sterling, the AD. Those two men really made my career, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very lucky to have started my career here in a fox. Thank you for sharing that with us. It was a blessing that you came down to be our coach. And I will say that uh, as an observer, somebody who saw it, the role of Connie McHamrick in the building of Popka Baseball is not to be underestimated. And the role that you guys on the 68 team did in building Apopka High School Baseball and to be one of the top programs in the state should not be underestimated. Thank you, Roger. Now we're talking to Bobby Sherman, one of the outstanding athletes in the history of Apopka High School, three-year starting quarterback, really deep leading pitcher on the 66, 67, and 68 teams. Him and Don Kilpatrick were you know, awesome pitching staff. Was a core of the whole team. But Bob, what, when you look back and reflect, what, what, do you, what do you remember? What do you like to remember about those years, 67 through 69? Just the fellowship that we had and how well we played together. We liked each other. We all got along. We had a marvelous coaching staff. Uh, had an excellent principal. I mean, we wouldn't be who we are today without that man. Uh, I'm just proud I went to school where I did and when I did and with who I did. Uh, you couldn't ask for any more. It's great to be able to look back and remember it that way, certainly. Uh, can you talk about um, your first year on the team, your sophomores in 67? Did you have a feeling that you were being part of something that was special as we talked about a pop baseball was, was really in the dumps before Coach Hamrick came just a year or two before you guys got on varsity. Well, I was a little intimidated. I mean, I came up when the starting quarterback got injured and I was a sophomore. Uh, it was a little bit scary, but I worked my way into it with the help from the coaches and their encouragement and, and proper coaching. So it turned out all right. Uh, it was a good a good experience. I was thrust into it, kind of, but uh, it panned out in the end. And of course, you were one of the you know a great multi-sport athlete, football, quarterback, baseball pitcher, also a basketball great basketball player, forward. And, and what, 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 did you play other sports as well? Uh, well, we didn't have a baseball game. We ran track, but uh, I played basketball mostly, so I didn't have to go home and listen to my sisters argue. Uh, I was not that wonderful a basketball player. I was better on defense. In fact, Galen Ward called me a hitman. Yeah, and that's that says a lot because rarely is the football quarterback the hitman to power forward on on basketball. I know he would send me in there if somebody was scoring too much. He'd say, "I want you to take him out, Bob. Don't get don't get thrown out." But he's scoring too much, so it was an experience. Uh, 
I'm sad that he's gone. I had a, a really long-time relationship with Gavin Ward. Uh, oh, yeah, Coach Ward was a big influence in my life, you know, an outstanding coach. Yeah, I, I miss, really miss him very much. He was a lot of fun. Uh, we moved to West Virginia, got a farm up there, and he and his he and his bride came to see us three times. In fact, he came up there right before he died. And, uh, it, was sad, it was a sad time in my life. You know, we, I really thought a lot of him. In fact, he lived across from us when he first came to town. I used to watch his kids and take care of them and ride to school with him. So we had a long-time relationship and a really good one. Proud that, proud that I knew him. Proud that I called him my friend. And Coach, coach Galen Ward, yeah, very outstanding coach at Apopka High School and had an outstanding basketball program in the years that he was here. Well, Bob Sherman, it's been thrilled to see you and catch up. Yeah, thank you for all the wonderful memories. Well, thank you for, for sharing this with me and coming here to be a part of all this. This is wonderful. And thank you. Thank you for all you do. And thank you, Daddy, buddy. Thanks for keeping his memory alive. One. And we're back live at Porky's with David Logan. I'm Roger Franklin Williams on Blue Darter Sports Central, joined by Joe Ferraro is here, of course. We'll, um, those were interviews from the 50th reunion of the historic 1968 Apopka Blue Darter baseball team. We're going to take another quick break, and then David and I will discuss some of those interviews, and he'll give us a backstory and even more detail. Please stay with us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central, coming to you live from Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch of Porky's. We'll be having lunch afterwards. We invite you to come on up and join us. And we're pleased to be joined in person by David Logan, instrumental player in the historic instrumental baseball team and in the building foundation of a popular baseball 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 who laid the foundation for Blue Darter Baseball that remains foundation. So he said one game before Coach Cameron took over as head coach in 1966. And uh, now Apopka Blue Darter Baseball has become what it is today, and we've only had four losing seasons in these past 50 years since Coach Hamrick really built that foundation with these guys like David Logan. And David, like that, before we go further, once again, I want to thank John Perry for excellent coverage of this week's Apopka team of the 68 team. Pictures from the reunion, pictures of Coach Perry and Hamrick. I also spoke with John like I did for watching you guys over at Edwards Field. And a couple things in our waiting moments. David, I'd like to mention, I want to emphasize I, the, the pitching staff cannot be overemphasized, and of course you are a huge part of it as their catcher, and you know, with with Bob Sherman and Kilpatrick out there, those guys were just money, in fact, from my recollections, I think they probably completed every game they started, and as I was doing some research for the show, I learned that both of those guys' ERAs were in the ones. I think wow. that kind of says it all right there. Yeah, it does. And you know, the comp- yeah, when your pitching staff you know, is giving up one run a game, you don't have to score too many runs to win. Well, it's also, it speaks of the defense, you know. Uh, exactly. But uh, the compliment of Bob Sherman and Don Kilpatrick, Bob's, Bob, Bob's uh, fastball was not a straight fastball. It, it always had movement on it. It was always, you know, breaking off, but it was fast. And then you throw a curveball, but mostly his fastball, it would just, they couldn't hit. And then Don would would uh, would pitch, 
and uh, he would have off speed. He was just an off speed guy. He could uh, was always throwing. They couldn't hit it. I mean, he wasn't coming what, in that what's fast. What's affectionately known as a junk ball. Right? Well, I, I didn't want to go there, but he was. But an, it's, a, it's a compliment. It's yeah, a compliment. it is. It sure. is. And both guys had pinpoint control too. Right? Yeah, they did. They had good control. They didn't walk anybody. You know, uh, you had to hit to get on base, and uh, uh, so you know, good pitching. And Larry Rose, you know, filled in as the third pitcher. He was he was uh, uh, also a good pitcher. So uh, you know, playing. Uh, uh, with that kind of defense and we were always competitive. One thing I do want to mention too, back since this is radio, we talked quite a bit about Johnny Pumphrey and his, uh, his ill-fated attempt to run over the catcher in a, in a one-run game with a conference championship on the line over in Winter Garden, um, which I attended. And um, it loses something on radio. You have to understand, Johnny Pumphrey was about, what, 5'2 or 5'3? Yeah. <laughs> he was literally fit the de- definition of scrappy. But then the catcher who just so happened, I didn't remember this part, was a guy named Jan Gowan. Awesome Who's linebacker. better known for going on and playing linebacker at the University of really? Florida. So wow. you had a 5'2, 5'3 guy trying to run over a 6'3, 225-pound guy. And that didn't go so well and for like, Johnny. Like, but, John, like Johnny said, he looked at me and laughed. But, but, uh, but the thing I remember about it was he was out a mile. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, <laughs> Gallon was sitting there with the ball when it, about at the time he was Johnny was rounding third base. That was the only competitive thing he could do was try to run over the catcher. <laughs> and, of course, uh, I think that led to a bench-clearing brawl, if I remember correctly as well. But anyway, I, I think we ended up winning that game. We usually did against Lakeview. <laughs> we, we were pretty dominant over Lakeview. And, David, I do want to mention, you've mentioned something that I did not know about, and I'd like to share it with our listeners here. we got a, a minute left. Is, is somebody's got a, a Edwards Field Facebook page? There is. I just found uh, found out about it. I was, of course, you know, I understand, as an accountant, I understand economics. And, you know, we've lost Tinker Field. As I never thought they would do what they did to Tinker Field. Really? But, you know, I think uh, I, I would... I would like to uh, suggest that uh, the, the historical groups get together and let's do something about a historical marker because that stadium for I mean, Edwards for Edwards Field. Absolutely. There's not much history that I could find. Maybe the historians know, but it may go back to 1915 to the Sandspur League. Um, I, uh, I know in 1925 there's some uh, postings on the Facebook page for Edwards Field. Name of it is Edwards Field. No, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to get behind that. Um, specifically, I'm going to talk to a new mayor. Brian Nelson about that because uh, there's literally no place in Apopka that has more memories for more people, cherished memories for more people uh, than Edwards Field does. And we're just a small slice. Well, friends, I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to thank especially Pete Paquette for great work he did on editing these interviews. He's the best. Great work that Jeff did in the studio, making everything running on time. Joe, of course, here at Porky's. Thank you to David Logan and the 68 guys for such wonderful memories. Come up and join us at... It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown sports.